Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find Your Favorite Blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So today was the first time in couple weeks. Two weeks yeah. that I spent the morning at least at Starbucks. Lucky you. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't bad. The only downfall that I see to Starbucks other than the fact that their internet comes and goes at will, <laughs> is that there's so many people in and out that it's just a distraction. And some of them are really weird, so you have to look at them. Well, like you see strange outfits on people, weird shaped people, just weird people in general. Like that dude who had the Puma on his dick. Yeah. <laughs> he had pants, and the Puma logo was on the penis. We have an episode all about that, by the way. Puma penis! So, you know, I'm there, you know, trying to edit uh, my client's podcast and there I am just, you know, working away, working away, working away, working away, working away, (laughs) but it's so distracting. Why is it so distracting? (laughs) Just kidding. This is exactly why, this is exactly why we decided to look for something different, like a co-working space. Yeah. And I'm kind of disappointed well, surprised is a better word than disappointed by the lack of anything feasible. Is co-working just not an Orange County thing? Well, and what's weird is what counts as co-working to these people. It's very different. Is really weird in most I mean, places. we saw things from like perfect co-working as in it's a bunch of tables and people sit at them and work to like this really awful place that we went to see that was essentially a Starbucks with a roped-off area. Yeah, and everything in between. Yeah, and ranging. Like, like we, went to that, we went to that one place in Fullerton, and that place was really nice. Okay. Do you remember? Yes. It was really nice. And, like, even their little private offices were really nice. Their dedicated oh, yeah. Yeah, desks yeah, yeah. were really nice. Yeah, yeah. That was the place that had, like, the little video conference area so you could go and do your video conference. Yeah, yeah. And the upstairs part? I don't know. I just, I like that place. I like that place. They were very expensive. But they were nice. And interestingly, they're affiliated with a place that we'll talk about later through a reciprocal agreement. But it's kind of interesting. So it's the one in Long Beach. Yeah. They're all part of the same little network. Yeah. But I find it intriguing because that seems to be the real legit co-working model. Yeah. Open space with... You know, long tables and some nice chairs. Kind of library style. 
is what it really is. If you think about it, because that's how when I was when I was in high school and we would have to go to the library to study. The library was literally walking distance, like super short walking distance from the school where I would get on the bus right to the library. And if it was like dark or raining or whatever, I could always take there was a bus that went right there from a, from in front of the school right to the library. So when you'd get there, the tables in most of the library were set up exactly like these co-working spaces that we've seen. Right. We even exactly said like it. we even said if we didn't have so many phone calls, a library would be fine. Yeah, it's like the perfect environment. Right. But then there are people who have their own special spin. Uh, and instead of calling it a co-working area, they call it a collaborative working area. Okay. And there was a couple of those. Which place was that? Well, like that one place in Long Beach. The first place we saw? Yeah. With the yeah. $1,000 office? They had kind of an odd, yeah, they had kind of an odd... Vibe. They were cool, though. Their their vibe was cool, but they had kind of an odd like idea of what co-working was. It was strange to me. Well, because most of what they did was dedicated desks, but they had like a eclectic little co-working area teeny tiny little area probably smaller than our dining room maybe about the same size as our dining room but interesting nonetheless that's the place that had the expensive parking yes because it was in downtown long beach real nice people there by the way really nice people there i mean honestly i think all in all we met nice people nobody we met wasn't nice were they well no that's not true that's not true the place that we looked at in la mirada that lady wasn't nice. No, she was very salesy and businessy. She was cold. She had dead fish hand. She was annoying. I just Oh my god, yes. Her hand. Her hand. When she went to shake your hand and it was like totally limp. She just hands you a limp dead fish. What the heck is that? I'm sorry, but you just look like an idiot when you do that. You I you either look pretentious or you look like an idiot. Yeah, it makes no sense. She kind of looked more pretentious just because of where we were. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, then, though, we found a place in Huntington Beach. Called The Dock, HB. Yeah, and it took the dude a while to get yes. back to us. Like, yes. I, what I think is funny is, if you remember, I put in a contact on their website. Uh-huh. And then... We continued our search. I found them early on. We continued our search. Then we kind of decided that, okay, co-working is the way it's going to be. We're going to have to do co-working. Right, because offices were too expensive. So we focused right away on, let me go back to that other place and see. I want to at least look at it, right? Probably not going to fit for us, but let's at least look at it. So probably a week and a half after sending the contact form, I call him from the car. He straight up answered, "Yeah, hi, Mike. It was alarming. And, exactly. And, and then he was like, oh, I'm going to be going to a conference call in about 10 minutes, but or, or like at 10 o'clock. But if you can get over here, I can show it to you. Well, we were like 10 minutes away, and that was 20 minutes into the future. So mm-hmm. we jetted over there. And I remember being impressed by how friendly and nice he was. He was super friendly. And the place super is inviting. really cool. And the place is nicely lit. It's decorated. He put some time and effort into it. It's like antiques decorated kind of style. Right. And it's it's basically a converted, like, you know, industrial office type space. Right. He has, like, offices all around the edges. And then he has co-working and a stage in the middle. Yeah. And so he can do events there. Yeah. Which was brilliant. That's why that stage is there. But then the stage breaks up the space quite a bit. And, you know, again... Not a ton of dedicated space to co-working because I have to believe 
a business like that makes its money off the offices or the dedicated desks. There's 20 seats. But yeah, you know, having to, what you call it. um, (laughs) We're talking about how there wasn't very much co-working space. Yeah, having to put in a bunch of co-working means you'd expect to see a bunch of people there. And the reality is, hasn't really been crowded. There's been days where there's been more people than other days. So I definitely think that there's a lot of people who buy into his program at the lowest number of hours. I've seen 10 different people. And they probably use it for, like, they have a project that's due and they need to, like, get organized and finalize the project. They go there and they bang it out without any distraction. Right, right. Anyways, this place is really, really cool. But then we found another place in Long Beach, and I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Iron Fire. And it was interesting because he was exactly what you'd expect traditional co-working to be. It was like you walked in and it was like super clean and bright and kind of office-y looking. And he just had tables with chairs and a crap load of plug-ins. And then upstairs he had like a funky little lofty thing with dedicated desks. And he had like little phone booths for calls. And that place was really you cool. Know, Minus how hot it was in the loft and the funky smell. But that's, that's it's, just me. I'm a lunatic. It's funny that the one in Huntington Beach, when you first come in, he's got like this ancient old portable whiteboard like you know how whiteboards these days are just like on a wooden frame with a big old giant whiteboard in the middle yeah well they tried to make these suckers fancy with lights and whatever like a smart board is today oh my gosh only it's like you know the 1910 version of you know the technology <laughs> and yes i do exaggerate by saying 1910 but you get my point and that's the first thing i noticed when we came in was wow it's kind of old wow this is what this is kind of weird then i looked though and like you said he's got antiques right that he's decorated the place with and he's got antiques on the walls and you know antique pictures and stuff like that he has like the churchill lounge and he has like this huge super comfy leather couch then he has another lounge that has like throne chairs it's very cool like it's super themey yeah and you know and that's when you realize well that thing's not old that's an antique as well exactly with the decor Right, it's just super cool what he's done. Yeah. And it makes it warm and inviting and very for you to come in and work and just sit down and focus. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. When you go to a new place, a lot of times it feels right. alien. Like I remember when I was complaining to you that I was losing productivity working at home and I needed to go to Starbucks. And at first you were super resistant to the idea. and But I went ahead and went. And it was weird for a lot of reasons. One, you weren't there. But two, it's like completely different environment and it was sort of i don't know a little bit uncomfortable until you realize how many people do exactly what i do right go there and work for big stretches of hours there's a lot of people that do that and i mean i see even salespeople like they come in they stay there for two hours they leave for a couple hours they come back for two more hours yeah yeah but that's it's weird. You know, you have this uncomfortable sort of feeling. But then eventually, over time, you get used to it, right? Well, this place, right away, day one. You might have. Right away, day one. Comfortable. Yes. It was good. I liked it. I still like it. P.S. We decided to sign up, and we've now been working at this, the Doc HP. Yeah, we've been there for since May 1st. And it's now today, May, 9th, May 8th. 8th. So it's been a week. Yeah. We've been there. I like it. Yeah, I do too. I think it's nice. It's super quiet. There's like 
There's lots of places to go if you have to have a call. He's super chill about the conference room thing. That's one thing I noticed. We we saw these other co-working spaces and they're like, oh, you know, each membership gets six hours of conference room time a month for free. And then after that, you have to pay like $30 an hour or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And we looked at each other. Oh, my God. Between the two of us, 12 nope. hours. That will be plenty for taking phone calls and having meetings and whatnot. Nope. Yeah, and the first seven, first two days we were there, we used eight hours of the 12 that you would normally get. But thankfully, this guy's not a fascist about that stuff. He lets you use the conference room facilities. And the open offices. And the open offices, as long as you don't camp there for days at a time. Right. My guess is you could sit in there for a whole day and get away with it. But day two, he'd be like, yo. Yeah, but he's very, I don't want to say casual because he's not. He has his rules and he enforces his rules. But he's very... Fair. His rule, yeah, his rules are very accommodating. He's very fair. Well, and like when you think about it, why should he care? If there's an office that's completely empty and it's sitting there furnished with a desk and whatever, why should he care if you spend two hours in there on a conference call? Right. I mean, really. Right. Why why nickel and dime people to death? That's what makes it comfortable there. You mean not like the place I already complained about where there was the fee for the office and then a fee for hooking up your internet and then a fee for this and a fee for this and a fee for this and a fee for this? And then a fee because you exist and a fee because you walked into their office. Honey, they were going to charge us $150 each. So $300 to take a cable and plug it into a switch. I didn't see that it was each. That's why she said, that's why she said some people opt out of the second one and they put their own little router in their office and then (sighs) it that way. And that would work. Problem is I bet it would be slow because I'm sure they have a firewall of some sort. Yeah. All I see is cat raptor tail over there. Anyway. That's the interesting thing when you when you have like a executive suite is you're having to abide by the rules of this certain corporation as though you're an employee of that corporation. But yet you're kind of like an independent company. Right. That's a part of that corporation. It's sort of weird. Oh. Hold up. So like when you go to like executive suites and you use their internet connection. They could block you. From doing certain things? From doing certain things, sure. My guess is they block you from downloading big files. Yeah, but there's ways around all that, too, so. <laughs> anyway, beside the point. <laughs> I just think there's a need for this and not enough people doing it. Because we looked for two weeks solid. For everything. At places. And. Everything within 30 minutes of us. We had a difficult time finding anything. Yeah. A very difficult time. And we saw everything. Like, we were talking to a lady, and she asked us the other places we saw, and she's like, oh, so you've seen everything in the area. And we're like, I guess there's no point in looking anymore, is there? <laughs> yeah, like, like, literally everything. And that's just, I don't know, it's insane. And that, and that it, I mean, granted, it took us two weeks, but that's more a factor of we could only do maybe one, max two a day, because we were busy. Right. If we could have dedicated an entire two days, we could have seen it all in two days. Well, I don't know, ma'am. It's... Kind of crazy that there's nobody there doing this. I mean, there's just, there's something wrong with that. Because especially when you experience it and you see how comfortable it is. These people are smart, though, by networking together. Because you're getting the various parts of the area covered. And you join up at the one in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. And then you need to go to Huntington Beach for a meeting with a client. You can park yourself in that one for the day. Right. That was very cool. I mean, I think those kind of agreements are smart, too, because I kind of feel like whomever their home base is, is going to grow 
all the home bases will grow because the people that live mm-hmm. in the Huntington Beach area will make will pay for his membership so that they can have the other memberships as well. Because that's what you do with a gym. I mean, like that's that's the 24-hour fitness model, man. The 24-hour fitness model is quite literally, well, you can have this club only. You can have right. this club and all of the other clubs that are the same level as it. You can have this club, all the clubs that are the same level as it, and then the next level, and then the, ne- and then the next level. There's like three levels. And they just keep paying more and more and more until eventually you have access to all of the clubs. And I know like some people think it's so prestigious to have like all of the clubs. But the reality is like when I had the membership. You just have all the clubs. <laughs> I had multi-club membership because sometimes I would be in Anaheim and sometimes I would be in Santa Ana and sometimes I would be in Aliso Viejo. And right. so I'm all over the place and I still want to hit the gym. So You know who I think the highest level would be perfect for? People like the other people who work for my one client. And pretty much every single week, they're in a different city for the weekend. Yeah. Doing the events. Exactly. And they're the type of person it's for. But that's my point. Kind of rare to find those kind of people. Right. They don't, they're not, there aren't very many of them. And I would think the traveling salespeople, business people who travel long distances a lot, they're the people that that membership is for. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like if you're a business and you have people traveling all over the place, that would be a great perk to yeah. add to your job. I agree. I agree. Anyway. I think it's interesting, though, how comfortable it makes you that more people don't do it. That's what I'm getting at. Like you said, you've seen a total of 10 people. Right. You would think that in an, in an entire week, you'd see more. But then I think about it. That 40 hours for the month package, that's a max of 10 hours a week. I'm going to bet you that people save it up and use like four or five hour days to get to 20 and then the next week four or five hour days to get to 20 so i think you may not have completed one full cycle of all of the people yet depending on how they use the place week two will show that i think people start showing up that we haven't seen before well like there was that couple that was there the one day and they were only there for like three hours and then they left and i haven't seen them again yeah well there's the one day that was super duper busy there yeah that's the day the couple was there but it's been fun and i've enjoyed it and it's made me much more focused and it's made me understand I think that's the solution for companies that don't want remote work, that if they want to make their employees happy, get them a co-working space to work out of. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Can you imagine? Because you cut their commute. That's the whole point. Because I know there's going to be companies that are going to scream, whoa, but if you're going to drive to the co-working space, you might as well drive to our office. Well, I'm going to tell you, if I had to go to Irvine, Mm -hmm. like by the Spectrum, you're talking, I don't know, an hour in the morning and an hour and a half at night. That's two and a half hours in the day gone. We spend half hour total round trip. You'd be awesome because if you had a remote employees, but you wanted to get them an office, you could just get them a WeWork co-working membership because there's so many WeWorks and you can work in any of them if you have a membership. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, they're the biggest co-working. Right. But they weren't around here and they're awfully expensive. The closest one is Irvine and they are really expensive. But you're right. Their model is more the traveling entrepreneur uh-huh. or traveling ceo well they're more into the dedicated offices now too yeah well, like where ash was working for startups and stuff yeah anyway well i think that what i did want to mention is that the beans went through his second obedience training class so he's a little more now he's 40 percent of the way through the class he was really grumpy but something weird happened with all the dogs when that really big giant mastiff looking dog 
got out of the car and they were all growling and barking at that dog. It was weird. And they, he just couldn't focus again after it. Yeah, he could not pick it back up. He did great on the sits and release. Yes, he was flawless. I could have had him stood there, standing there for 30 seconds, I bet you. Oh, yeah, because he was so focused on you. Yeah. He wasn't moving at all. Yeah, it was just interesting. So, but he couldn't go, he couldn't down. He's smart. The only thing he couldn't do was down. And he's figuring it out. It'll take some time. It'll come. It'll come. And what's really smart about him, though, is we might struggle for two weeks to make him do this. Right. But once he does it once, he'll be flawless. He'll do it every time. Yep. Because he remembers. Yep. And you know what? He'll make a little mistake here or a little mistake there, but he knows how to do it after that. It's not a question. Exactly. I'm trying to re-re-teach him how to do it. He no, just he'll does just it. be stubborn about so, it. That's the beans update. The beansy beans beans. Bean and I think it's getting to the point where Yogi has finally started to accept the beans. He's kind of like <laughs> at that so. stage right before. He's kind of like at that stage right before Odie left the first time. Where he was starting to become accepting of him. He's tolerating the fact that he exists, but that's pretty much it. Anyway, that's all I've got for you. Yeah, I guess that means that beans... And Yogi have the right idea because they're sleeping. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed the show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to Yogi's Podcast Network dot com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.